Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. The best in pre-owned inventory. Sales staff that works with you. Now look, do they want to make the sale? Of course they do. But the only way they're going to have a customer that comes back to them over and over again is if they do it right. And Sunbury Motors, their sales staff, they do it right because they, and part of doing it right is they care about you. And if the customer senses they care about you, they're going to go back to you when they need something else. And that's some what Sunbury Motors does. They care about you. And a great service department to back it all up. It's all at Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. On a night where there are so many incredible highlights, uh, we went with actually one of the worst games that was played last night. Into Gafford. Wow. No foul. <laughs> wow, he was up in the air and everything. Harris got it back. Simmons picking cherries. And, oh, and he's fouled on the play by Westbrook. So we picked a foul. There we go. Good. It's great. It's great. So we we play a victory song because they advance in the first round. Well, yeah, of course. They, they advance in the first round. I mean, it was all ex- we expected them to, but you still celebrate. Yeah, you enjoy the run. I, have you seen the two rosters? Yes, I have. It, I they know. Should've won, they should have won in five. They should have swept, but because they didn't have JoJo. That kind of messed things up a little bit. But, hey, they got it done. Don't matter. Time for the Hawks. So now we're playing a song? <laughs> that's, that's tradition. Tradition? Every, after every Sixers win, you play the song. Wow. Back in 1972 with Kevin Lott, or 72-73, they, they all played the song nine times. Correct. And just like in 20... God, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that year. Too. Well, in the 10-win like... year, same thing. I, I, I... I couldn't remember. I, mean, I sat back and went, my goodness, that team's awful. Ugh. Yeah. This was back when the ABA was taking place. There were a bunch of guys in the ABA that really could have helped the Sixers back then. In fact, they did dip, dipped into it, obviously. They traded for and got Julius Irving, then they got George McGinnis. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, I know the Belmont Stakes is going to be Saturday, uh, so... Dick and I are going, Dick Girardi and I are going to get into the Belmont in a few moments, but there's a few other things to talk about uh, before we get to the Belmont. DJ, great to have you with us. Steve. Yes, sir. You didn't have much to talk about yesterday, did you? No, slow day. <laughs> slow day. Did everything, I could to, did everything I could to fill the two hours. <laughs> yeah, for June the 2nd. It's like, really? That's why we wake up every day, right? Because you never know what might happen next. You never know what might happen next. Uh, just very quickly, on uh, Mike Krzyzewski yeah. had his press conference today. John yep. Shire will have his press conference tomorrow. 
Uh, just your quick thoughts on uh, Mike Krzyzewski and uh, the transition that will take place at Duke a year from now. Well, you know, certainly one of the all-timers. Uh, his record kind of speaks for itself. More wins than any basketball coach, at least in Division One history. I think in all college divisions, Steve, I, I could be wrong about that. Uh, maybe Herb McGee will catch him before he's done. The current right. coaches for a few more years. But there's that. There's the five national titles. There's the sustained we're talking 35 years now worth of Duke being like among the two or three best programs in the country mm-hmm. right since the mid 80s right uh, when it really got started with uh, the Mark Allery Johnny Dawkins class uh, so yeah I mean it's been it's been incredible to be able to stay at that level for that long um, three Olympic gold medals he was an assistant on the dream team in 92 See, kind of an unparalleled resume in the history of the sport. Uh, Now, everybody's saying, well, he's the greatest college coach of all time. I don't even know how you can quantify that. He's in the discussion um, for sure, but how do you compare eras? I mean, John Wooden, the 10 titles in 12 years, that has no chance of ever being duplicated again. Right. so yeah, it's just it's it's just I had the beholder, but certainly and I Rick Pitino had a great comment a couple of years ago. He said, "Look, Mike Shishovsky is our John Wood, meaning he's this generation's John Wood," and I think that's a fair way to put it. Well, I think, the, uh, and I've said this, and you and I have talked about this a thousand times. There isn't anything on the, on the air we, you and I haven't already talked about so yep. <laughs> ever, <laughs> uh, but I think you get to a point where there is now. Uh, when you have in college basketball you know, 100 years of history, every, you know, baseball 150 years, the whole thing, at that point, it's, you, I think you start to get to the point where you're among the best of all time and saying there is a best, is, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, I, I think it just is impossible. It really, at, at any level, almost in any sport, for the reason you cite, Steve, the games have changed so much. Yep. I mean, John Wooden coached, there was no three-point line. Uh, Mike, almost all of his career has been with a three-point line, and he was a guy who, at the beginning, wasn't a huge three-point guy, but over time no. adapted to it and, and got with the program, and, and obviously his teams in recent years have been – three-point shooting teams he you think about the the Leitner team that won in 92 which I think was his best team uh Leitner was a senior uh Grant Hill was a freshman Bobby Hurley was a junior and Grant Hill played four years in college (laughs) exactly there's no way Grant Hill plays four years today he would have he would have played one and he'd have been gone so the whole sport has changed and you know, Mike is one of the few who's able to adapt. He won in 15 with uh, – freshman scored, I think – I'm not going to remember the exact number, but like the last 35 points of the game against Wisconsin. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's adapted to the changing times. But, yeah, the whole sport – and he's seen it now. Of course, it's ready to undergo another massive change with – we're in the middle of this transfer portal and then the, the, the uh, image and likeness. And it, it's just, it's just going to get wild. And I suspect he and Roy Williams, maybe they even talk to each other, just go, hey, look. We got all the way through all this. Are we going to try to do this too? Yeah. Maybe they probably just said, "Hey, there's really nothing." And of course, there's nothing left for either one of those guys to accomplish in a sport. So now let's transition to another big story, yes, uh, and that, of course, is Medina Spirit second positive yes. test. But the two-year ban for, for obviously Bob Baffert. What was? Sometimes you react. Sometimes you overreact. What did we see here in this case? Yeah, I thought it was a classic overreaction. I think what Churchill Downs is doing, Steve, they're saying 
you can mess with anything. Don't mess with the Derby. Right. Uh, they're, they're embarrassed because it's their race. It's their you know it's their reason for existence. I mean, it's the biggest thing in the sport. Yep. And it's been in the news for all the wrong reasons for four weeks now. Ever since the positive test came out. So they're mad. At, they're mad at Baffert. They're mad at everything. They're mad that people are looking at their races like somebody fixed it. None of which is true, but right. that's, that's kind of beside the point, as we found out through the years. Yeah. Uh, often truth gets lost in the in the insanity of what people talk about. But um, yeah, I think it was an overreaction. I think they want to look like tough guys. And and I'll tell you this: I know people down there. They're really angry that this happened. Um, my personal opinion is it was just sloppy, stupid. Uh, I don't think there was any attempt to cheat. I, this is not a drug you would use as a performance enhancer, but that's almost beside the point. Right. Because the public perception now is that Bob Baffert is Lance Armstrong or he's uh, Barry Bonds. Uh, right. Again, none of which is true, but that doesn't really matter because once the perception gets out there, it's so hard to change people's minds, especially the people who don't really follow sport all the time. So right. I, I understand why Churchill is angry. I get it. Um, and I think they're trying to say to everybody, don't ever mess with this race again. Right. I do not think Baffert was intentionally messing with it. I do not think that that's why the horse won the race. Uh, but incredibly sloppy uh, handling around the barn. As you know, we, you and I have certainly had this conversation. Everybody seems to think when somebody's doing something that, in retrospect, turns out to be not good, there's these master manipulators and there's conspiracy <laughs> theorists. That's right. My theory has always been that it's probably just sheer stupidity yes. uh, or or just somebody made a mistake. That's the almost always the answer, but that's not the answer the public wants. The public no. wants retribution. They want something for somebody. So, unfortunately, Baffert is really the face of the sport Right now, he's in a tough spot. Uh, other tracks are not reciprocating. Monmouth Park said, look, he can, he can run in the Haskell. Uh, Philadelphia Parks has already said he can run in the Pennsylvania Derby. So it's more of a strictly a Churchill thing, Steve. And then when this thing is finally adjudicated with by the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, I'm sure that they're going to take away the Derby purse. That This particular uh, drug, second positive in a year, calls for a 15-day suspension. Right. Uh, maybe they'll do a little more than that. That'll mean he can't run horses anywhere under his own name for a couple of weeks, maybe even a month. And then I think he's going to go back generally to normal. But for his sake, the problem is that he won't be getting the great two-year-olds anymore because these guys that want to run in the Derby aren't going to be able to give them their horses because he can't run in Kentucky for right. two years. Exactly, exactly right. That's he he can't do that. Could he run it, uh, by the way, could he run in Saratoga if he, if he chose to? Could he run well, in Saratoga? Well, at the moment, no. At the uh, moment, no, because in New York, yep. They've indefinitely suspended him. My suspicion is they're waiting on the final ruling from Kentucky. Yep. Um, I know they've asked the people at Santa Anita where Bob's horses are stable. They go, look, we're not doing anything right. until we get a ruling. Now, Churchill, again, these individual tracks can do what they want. They have property rights. They can just say, you're out of here. Uh, it's not, there's no due process involved, but they can do it. It's been upheld by the courts. Right. They're just reacting to the fact that they it, it, this particular positive for what's a therapeutic medication legal to use in training but can't be in a horse's system on race day they're just reacting to the fact that the public thinks this horse got doped and that's yeah. why he won the derby yeah. none of which is true but, right. but that, that's not 
that's beside the point. It's not nobody's going into the nuance I just talked about on CBS News. Right. <laughs> in fifteen seconds, <laughs> Derby winner tested positive, Baffert fan two years. Good night. Right. Yeah, you're gone. Uh, you know, I mean, they act like he injected him with jet fuel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, it, it, and it's one hundred percent not true. Even uh, if you were trying to do something illegal, you would do that. It's not a substance you would do it with. Exactly. And, and it's easily traceable. Everybody knows it'll yeah. show up at a drug test. I think the most likely explanation is this ointment. They, they were giving them for the skin rash, and these nitwits never looked at the bottle to see that this stuff was in it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's not an excuse. He's going to lose the derby purse because of it, but just it's just dumb. Uh, and I've been told by a number of people, and I think this is probably true, there's a lot of barns where they – Everything is tied up. There's no question. You got it all right, all the little details. Bob is more of an autograph and photograph guy. Yes. <laughs> he's a good guy, but he's, he's out front, comes for the workouts, comes for the races, and he's just had some, some guys, and it's hard. It, there's a lot of little things that need to be done right yeah. in horse racing, and some of the people in his stable just haven't been doing them right. Now, ultimately, that's on him. Sure. Like whoever hires these people has got to deal with right. it, but it's unfortunate because I'm worried that his reputation can be tarnished forever, and everybody's going yeah. to think he won all these races. Because he was cheating, I don't think any of that's true. Uh, but doesn't matter what I think; it matters what the public thinks. All right. So the race on Saturday, the Belmont mile and a half, and it's really nice to have everything back in natural order. Yes. <laughs> what a thing. What, what a concept. Uh, Ron Bauer, not the favorite right now. Essential quality is the favorite. Uh, Ron Bauer, of course, won the Preakness. Much to the, I mean, you could tell in the post-race interview, much to the shock of the owners. Yes. <laughs> uh, Johnny V's going to be on board. Johnny Velasquez. Uh, just your thought on that part of it, you know, on the fact the horse is coming back three weeks uh, later. So what what happened here? Everybody, it's a, it's a great question about this race. Why would a jockey as good as Flavian Pratt win the Preakness, mm. top jockey in the West Coast? Why would he then go back to Hot Rod Charles? Yes, who, who, who ran a really good third in the Derby, but you know didn't win the Preakness, didn't run at the Preakness. And the reason is before the Derby, uh, there was a lot. As there, every year, there's a lot of musical chairs with jockeys. This jockey's going here. He can't make up his mind. Uh, Joe Rosario could have ridden Hot Rod Charlie, ended up riding Rock Your World. Right. So the Hot Rod Charlie mount came open. Uh, Pratt got it, but they said to him, look, you got it, but if we're running in any other Triple Crown race, you got to ride. you got to make a commitment to yep. us. Uh, if he wins the Derby, you're running the Preakness. wins the Derby, waits for the Belmont, you'll run. So that's what happened. He had made that commitment prior to the Derby. And then, of course, he wins the Preakness on Rombauer. Uh, so it's not like he doesn't like Rombauer. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it, it, and, I, and it's a good – I think the horses are very close in talent, and the trainers are both among the top five in California. So it's not like he, he wouldn't want to ride for either guy, Michael McCarthy or, or Doug O'Neill. So I think that's really what it is. But, you know, if you're going to get a substitute, pretty good guy to get, as you said, in Johnny V. <laughs> Uh, Michael McCarthy was the top assistant for Todd Fletcher for years. Right. Todd Fletcher and Johnny B are a combo, so Michael is very, very comfortable with Johnny. Of course, he rides at Belmont Park all the time, and it's that unique racetrack unlike anything else. Yeah. We run, it's a mile and a half around, and this is a mile and a half race. So that's a long-winded way of yeah. explaining why Flavian Pratt is not yeah. riding well. 
I mean, selecting Johnny V to step in it to Not ride fair. your horse is the equivalent of Joe Torre walking out, tapping his right arm, and telling yes. Mariano Rivera the yes. ninth is yours. That's right. Come, <laughs> come on in. Yeah, again, a, a pretty good guy. Look, I think Pratt is among the three best in the country. No now. doubt. People are starting to get a sense of how good he is. Yep. I really got it, Steve. I, I mean, I kind of knew it, but when I was at Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup in 2019, I mean, he was unbelievable. I kept going back to watch replays to watch how he did certain things, and every time it was a horse, it was like it was like if your guy was coached by Dean Smith, he'd move up ten spots in a draft. Right. Same way with him, uh, he was moving everything up. So he's there, but yeah, Johnny's Johnny's a great guy to have, and and Johnny does ride at Belmont. Belmont is unique. Pratt hasn't ridden there that many times. Right. Um, where you normally would move at Belmont or at a normal track, a mile track, you have to wait another 30 seconds. Yes, you do. Because yep. if you go too soon, you get caught. It's just yep. a weird place. But, yeah, they're two major contenders, and clearly all year the horses from California have been the best horses. Medina Spirit from Cali wins the Derby. Rob Bauer from California wins the Preakness. So uh, essential quality at the moment is the favorite. After finishing fourth in the Derby, which was essential quality's last start, Yep. And Saez is going to be aboard Essential Quality. What do you like and what, what do you question about that horse? Yeah, there's nothing not to like. I mean, he's never run a bad race. He was obviously unbeaten going into the Derby. I, I thought he ran really well in the Derby. Mm-hmm. He was wide, widest of the four horses that finished within a length of each other. Right. Um, so there's no reason to think he won't run well. Uh, he's by Tappet. Tappet's had a, several recent Belmont winners. He's bred for the distance. He's got that five weeks, and that's really been the winning formula, Steve, in the last 20 years. The horses that run in the Derby pass the Preakness come back and yep. run in the Belmont. Yep. So essential quality fits that. Hot Rod Charlie does. Known agenda. Rock your world. So they have to feel fits it, uh, but you have to figure out which one you like. So, yeah. yeah. No, again, I think the only downside to essential quality is the same downside of the Derby. is price going to be too low in a race that's really competitive. He doesn't stand out over the others to me. He's as good as right. he can win, but it's not like, oh, my God, he's that much better. So it'll be interesting to see how the betters look at it. I suspect – I have to think he's going to be the favorite. I don't know why he wouldn't be. Right. Uh, but you do see weird things sometimes at a Belmont with the betting. Uh, now, which now gets to how you want to play this. Uh, look, the Derby brings with it the challenge of 20-horse – Cluster bomb. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Preakness sometimes is a little more predictable, but then there's this. Nobody runs this. No. <laughs> Nobody. There's no. Hey, let's see how they did the last time they ran a mile and a half. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's uh, 550 yards longer than a Preakness. So right, five and a half yeah. football. Yeah. I mean, so I, so yeah. how do you how do you how do you want to play this? Well, that there's a couple ways to look at this race. Um, so Rock Your World finished 17th in the Derby, beating 34 lengths, 24 right. lengths. Right. You can throw that race out. Steve, he had no chance. Uh, right. He was eliminated at the start. He's a speed horse. He's going to be in front of this race, uh, which automatically makes him dangerous. There isn't much early speed in the race. Um, but I don't, I'm not sure if he's good enough. I, I don't know even if his best race. He doesn't have much experience. It's only his third race on the dirt. But you're going to hear Larry Thomas on NBC saying, Rock Your World's in front right. a few times. Plus, I can, can I throw this out? I mean, plus, yeah. I'm not sure how, you know, Rosario, to me, is like, he could have the greatest race of his life, or he could foul it up. Yeah, he, he's a, he's kind of a strange character. Is that fair? Yeah, he, he, as good as he is, he does some things that leave you shaking yeah. your head sometimes. Yeah. Uh, 
the Derby was one of them, although I don't know that it was his fault. He just got right. squeezed, and right. actually, you know, you're out of the race. But I will say this about Joel. He is, when he's in front, Steve, he's good. he is really hard to go by. Um, he's, he's the strongest rider since Lafitte Pintai, who's the strongest rider that ever lived. He just gets horses to do things they really don't want to do. Right. Uh, finds a way to get him across the finish line. But I, I, I'm, I think he's got as good a chance of finishing last as he does as finishing first. Right, yeah. He's one of those all-or-nothing horses. But, yeah, if he gets out there by three lengths and he's cruising and Rock Your World wins, I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah. Uh, it's not the way I'm going to go. I'm going to try Hot Rod Charlie again. I picked him in the Derby. Yep. I'm going to see if I can't get this right. My Derby pick finished third. My Preakness pick finished second. So <laughs> we're, we're heading in the right direction. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to try. My exact is going to be 4-3. Hot Rod Charlie over Ron Bauer. I did not like Ron Bauer in the Preakness, but – the race was real. I mean, there was nothing fluky about it. He ran right. great. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes horses that they just get to a level, and then that's where they're going to be. And I'm going to try to beat a central quality again. May not be a great idea, but that's my play. I'm going to I'm going to mainly go four three three four here. Okay. All right. It makes sense. Uh, anybody uh, in in the pack at all that's got a shot at this thing? I mean, they all have shots because it's a mile yeah. and a half, but. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Overtook's not fast enough. No. Uh, Note Agenda's got the one good race, the Florida Derby, but, you know, he beat Soup and Sandwich. You know, right. he, he, last time I saw him in the Derby, he was right. heading backward rapidly. Yeah. Uh, the the the, uh, the Japanese horse, uh, France Godiena, actually showed a lot of speed in the in the Preakness. Yeah. And then just hit the wall, was beating 17. I, I, don't, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, for Bonnick of the Bombs is probably the one I would like the most to say could finish third or fourth. Yeah. Because he's going to still be running at the finish. Uh-huh. Uh, and his jockey, I'm very friendly with his jockey. And I talked to him after the Derby, and Kendrick Carmouche says, we're winning yeah. the Belmont. I didn't say anything to him other than good luck. I don't think <laughs> he's winning the Belmont. But it would be great if he did. And as I've said to you many times, Steve, they call this horse racing and not jockey racing for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no jockey can make a slow horse run fast. That's right. It's like no coach can make a bad shooter into a good shooter. Exactly right. You can work with them, but right. if they're bad, they're probably just going to be bad. And no coach can run a scheme with bad players. So, it's, it's, as, as we know. And by the way, just as a quick salute, we yes, do sir. we do step back for a moment to recognize that this is the anniversary of the passing of Muhammad Ali, and you of course. Oh my lord! Took, wow, it's been it's been it's yeah. been five years already. Five, five years, and you took oh, you took god. the route. I you, did you, the next year at the Derby. Mm-hmm. I went down, and it, it was actually the last Derby I went to, Steve. Thirty-one in a row. I think yeah. I might go back next year. I'm thinking about going back, but anyway. Yeah, the, a couple of days before the Derby, I, I just took the funeral procession route and ended up at Ali's grave in, in uh, yeah. most it's Cave Hill Cemetery on the right, literally right in, in almost in downtown Louisville, um, and wrote a piece about it for the paper. But yeah. God, five years already. Yeah, yeah. believe it. God. Yeah, there's there's legends, and then there's. And there's legends in like uh, bold print, and Ali would be one of them. There's legends, and there are elite legends. Yes, he's one. He's one of those, and there aren't many, but he's a, he's a, yeah. he's in that group for sure. My friend, as always, 
Great to talk. I, I'm sure we'll talk again probably next week off the I air. I think we will. Probably yeah. will. Thank <laughs> you, sir. You got it. <laughs> you All right, Steve. Okay, Dick Girardi. So we're at the bottom of the hour, which means uh, we'll get to a news update. Matt will then register his complaints because I think he thinks the horse cheated. You can care less about the horse, especially that it's healthy. I had the problem with the owner. This got a lot of pent-up anger. <laughs> Churchill Down should have suspended him. I applaud them for taking that stand. I think that uh, it's a classic overreaction, but it's the Super Bowl. You know, and they haven't somebody win the Kentucky Derby with a chance to win the Triple Crown that didn't have a problem since 2018. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Best of the new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Great deals to be had. All at Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Really a complete dealership in every way, especially when it comes to the area of complete class and customer service. Uh, we talked about Mike Krzyzewski and his impending retirement, which will take place after the final game of Duke's season coming up, and John Shire will take over. And John Shire, by the way, is going to have his press conference tomorrow. There was another retirement today, Tunch Ilkin, retiring from the Steelers' broadcast booth. Uh, 37 years in the NFL, 14 as a player, last 23 as an analyst for the Steelers' network, which, of course, you hear on 100.9 The Valley. Uh, Interesting article that was written on Steelers.com by... Bob Labriola about Tunch says here Ilkin might be retiring from broadcast media he doesn't live the life of a retiree and he's not taking ALS lightly his treatment entails visits three times a week to his chiropractor who treats him with a cold laser 
to go along with regular visits to former teammate John Kolb's training facility. There he is. He's in the pool. He runs in the underwater treadmill. Right? Walks through the streets of Mount Washington. He also says he spends a lot of time with guys from his Bible study group, two of which I know personally. Uh, Leo Wisniewski, that's Steph's dad. I've known Leo for 40 years. Uh, Chief uh, Pittsburgh Police Chief Scott Schubert, and through Special Olympics, I've known Scott Schubert for at least 15, 20 years. And uh, also John Kolb, whom I don't know, and Tim Caluzzi, whom I don't know. He says, guys from my Bible study group. We walk for an hour every Wednesday, then we go to the statues at Point View Park on Mount Washington, and we pray. Uh, and he's, you know, as ask Ilkin how he's feeling, and his answer is a definitive, I feel good. And it's apparent he's not blowing smoke. Among the list listed symptoms of ALS are muscle weakness and problems with coordination, but neither of those are evident when you're in his presence. His handshake is firm, he walks with a purpose, and at a pace that can be challenging to match, as they say in the football business, he passes the eye test. Now, he talked about his time in the booth. My first game with the Steelers was in 98 when we played in the Hall of Fame game. I drove Myron Cope to Canton because he wanted to smoke. Which you've been around Myron ever, you know you know he would. Myron said to me about how the broadcast was going to work. Okay, Tunch, Bill will speak, then I will speak, then I'll signal you when it's your turn. So we get into the game, one of the first plays that Bill calling a run where, where LeVon Kirkland made the tackle. Then Myron followed up with something like, Kirkland really killed that running back. And then he looked at me. As my signal to say something, I just froze. (laughs) Cope was always known to be a stickler for proper broadcast procedure. But Ilkin said he never had any issues fitting in. He says, I love Myron. He taught me. Now now listen to this, Matt. Sue, listen to this. This is from Myron Cope. He taught me not to be so complex. S-U-I-T, that spells Suta! The king of complex. He always said to me, Tunch, don't be so complicated when you're talking about football. When Myron retired, I talked to him on the phone, Tunch said. Asked about advice, he said, quote, don't say something stupid. (laughs) Still good advice this day. So is the part about not being so complex. You know, it's... um, He talks about Craig Woofley and how great he's been. I mean, you're talking about, you know... And Woofley, by the way, in all honesty, I want to give Craig Woofley all the credit in the world... There are times where you can subtly see, or I'm sorry, my my apologies. There were times that you could subtly hear Tunch Ilkin, because of ALS, not quite being as 
um, sharpen enunciation. How about that? And Wolfley would finish us maybe at times, once in a while, finish a sentence form. You know, this is when I look at Kirk Herbstreit and I see him with Lee Corso. Um, you love people like that. They care that much about somebody else. So he's retiring. All the best to him. He's obviously fighting a very, very, very tough fight. But he's attacking it the way he needs to attack it. So bless him. He's, wow. But, of course, you know, it's uh, we carry the Steelers. So good luck to Tunch. I thought, by the way, Tunch, I thought, was always a really, really good analyst on the radio. Really good. I thought he did a great job for the Steelers for his 23 years. All right. By the way, Deshaun Watson was absent today from Texans OTAs. I knew you were excited about that. Oh, my almighty! But you didn't, you know, you didn't, uh, you didn't like my comment about not being so complex? <laughs> no, it's, it, it goes back to what we said, what you said earlier, that you gave the advice you gave to the suit. Simple. Don't overthink. Yeah, don't. It's one thing in order, when you're doing these jobs... You have to avoid um, trying to prove that you're the smartest person in the room. How about that? And the most important part is that, like, let's take this show, for example. I always feel the most important part of this show always is, can I give you, the listener, more information? Can I, you know, and sometimes that more information comes in perspective. How about that? Sometimes that more information comes in perspective. You know, only because you've been around something that a fan would not be around, so you can give some perspective to it, maybe shed some light on it. Uh, And in the end, when the show's over, did you learn more about a particular topic because you listened to the show? I mean, I always feel like that's the primary part of the show. It's not the show that you're the smartest person in the room. That has zero to do with it. I could care less about that. I already know I'm the dumbest guy in the room. I got that part. We don't need to prove it on an everyday basis, do we? <laughs> you know, but that means to me, that's always been the primary part of the show. Primary part of the show to me has always been when the show's over, did you learn more about a certain topic? And feel like you had more knowledge to work with because you can give Len maybe some perspective to it that maybe a fan hadn't thought of you know, or a listener hadn't thought of uh, because you're around something that you know that they're on the outside looking in. I always feel like that that is a very important part of this job, always. And, you know, we talk about not making things complex or anything like that. I think that's really important. I think it's really important, you know, that sometimes the answers are really simple. Really simple. 
Yeah, I'll give you. Let me give you something really simple. Really simple. Um. Sometimes I'll hear from somebody, you know, and it may be in a question at a at a an event. You know, of course, obviously I haven't had to go to any events in obviously a couple of years. But sometimes I'll get in a question at an event we're doing Q and A, and it'll be essentially, why isn't this individual playing? You know, and they may have been a four star guy or whatever, or five, and somebody else is playing instead, and. And it's the I don't understand why they don't play the best guys. You know, they're not playing this guy who's a five, four-star, five-star guy, right? And sometimes I give the answer. I said, well, the reason is is that the other guy's better, at least on this day. But it's impossible. It can't be. Yeah, it can be. You know, and I can give that answer and can give specific reasons why the other guy is currently, doesn't mean long-term, but currently better. Because I get to see it all the time. So I can give that answer. But it's a simple answer. The other guy is practicing better. So because of that, he has earned the opportunity to be the one that goes out there first. Now, that's a really simple answer, Matt. Do you have to get more complicated than that? Now, when you delve into maybe a couple specifics here and there, you can do that, but there's no need to be more complicated sometimes than that. Sometimes the answer is actually that simple. There you go. That's why I have all these questions about Gary Sanchez. He's your best guy. (laughs) I beg to differ on that, but he's not the least of their problems right now. Got a lot of hate in there. I'm a little worried about it. I mean, he's on your team. You can't stand him. <laughs> How are they doing here? Let me just check out. They're playing Tampa Bay this afternoon. Oh, that's right. Yes. Chance to take the series. Let's see. Here we go. Um, Tampa Bay won 9-2. Oh. So they split. Hmm. Red Sox lead Houston 5 nothing. bottom of the 8th. Colorado leads Texas 7 nothing. bottom of the 5th. Atlanta beat Washington 5-1. to one. Let's check out that Yankee box score for a moment. Yeah, Garrett Cole got lit up today. Five Young innings, Bur- five earned runs, five hits, seven strikeouts, two walks. Yeah, but get this. Get this. Now, of course, the Rays are famous for using, quote, the opener. A.K.A. the starter? Correct. Ryan Yarborough threw the first complete game for the Rays in five years. How about this? Yes. How about that? Complete game, six hitter, gave up two earned runs, struck out six, didn't walk about. He only threw 113 pitches. Cole went five innings, gave up five hits, five earned runs. Struck out seven, walked two, and was booed off the mound, it says here. Just booed off the mound. Some fans screaming, I want I want thir- my $36 million. Where is it? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I think you're paraphrasing there a little bit. No, anybody, should be, anybody should be getting booed. Okay. It should be the offense right now. Okay. They're back to normal. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I did paraphrase because it was a Yankees crowd. I left out a series of choice words. All right, so... <laughs> 
Actually, what what got the Austin Meadows had a big game today. He homered off of, uh, hit a two run homer off of uh, Cole, and he also then uh, knocked in three more runs with a bases clearing double. He drove in five today. Hmm. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back, wrap it up in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Spikes, by the way, are going to play, pay tribute to Mike Krzyzewski tonight. Every time someone has a strikeout, they put up a K. So tonight they're going to put up in the K zone his picture for Coach K. That's clever. They're also going to have tonight uh, basketball hoops. They make a couple hoops. Okay, great. They're going to do that. And then they're going to also have a spelling bee where someone has to spell Krzyzewski. <laughs> That's awesome. Well done. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, when you, I mean, so that's is what they're going to do tonight, which is great. Um, I mean, you should be clever about it. just say C O A C H K. You know, uh, you could do that, uh, but you know, all you got to do is it's really actually simple. It's K R Z Y. Okay. Once you get the KRZY part, everything else is easy. Okay, then Z E W S K I. But once you get the KRZY part done, you're home free. Hopefully, if anybody was going to the game tonight, they are listening. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to put it up on the scoreboard, and the person's going to have their back to it. And of course, the fans are like, "It's a K. It's a come on. It's an R. It's a Z. It's a Y." <laughs> It's a Z-E-W-S-K-I. Come on. When we were talking about it today, I said, to be honest with you, said, oh, oh, by the way, and also the bleachers will be $5 tonight for anybody with Duke Apparel to represent his five national championships. Ah. That's good work by the uh, marketing and PR department there with the spikes. Yeah, they may have had a couple suggestions from somebody. Now I see. <laughs> now, is this going to happen tonight? How's the weather? Oh, it'll happen. All right, good. It'll happen. Whatever's happening around here, I think, is supposed to pass. Um, let's look at Minicast for a moment. Take a quick look. Next four hours. Nothing until uh, 8.15. All right. We're we're in. Fine. Play ball. But, yeah, I mean, nice tribute. Of course, it was 10 years ago this month he came to State College to do that joint appearance with Joe with Reese Davis. It was a phenomenal two hours. I just sat back and said, you got to listen to this stuff. 